Are you ready for the best real estate investing advice ever? Join Joe Fairless and today's successful real estate professional as they share it with you. Let's go. A quick word from our sponsor, 24 Sound. 24 Sound is technically an audio production company, but they're way more than that. They're there to help you grow your business from audiobooks to podcasts and everything in between. They're flawless as sound engineers and they're strategic as business partners. Visit them at 24sound.com. You can also email them at hello at 24sound.com. And of course, as a best ever listener, you'll get a best ever discount. Mention best ever and you'll get a 20% discount on your first product. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and I'm here with today's guest, Marcus Maloney. Hi, Marcus. How you doing, Joe? Good to be speaking to the best listeners ever. Hey, nice to have you on the show. And Marcus is joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, you'll never guess it by his website, which is www.yesibuyhousesphoenix.com. <laughs> he has done 20 wholesale deals within the last year. And he's also an investor himself. He is the owner of a commercial property. He actually bought from a school and turned it into a daycare center just south of Chicago, which is a pretty interesting story. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. And also owner of rental property near the Chicago area. So with that being said, Marcus, can you speak to your background a little bit more and tell the best ever listeners what you're focused on now? Okay, well, Joe and best listeners ever, uh, just a little bit about me. I actually started in 1985, um, like some people may have started. My parents started buying homes. And as a kid, we were part of the demolition crew. So we would go in and do the demo and things like that and kind of throw out all of the junk in the trash. So that was basically uh, my start as far as real estate. My uh, mom and dad had a pretty specific niche that no one else is really tapping into is they really helped the homeless. So they were working with the federal government and were buying houses really cheap and really, really affordable and were getting grant money to rehab the houses and then we're also getting rent from the federal government and the state government to house some of the homeless teens and sheltered youth and things like that. So that's basically how we got started. And um, I just took it a step further and said, you know what, if we can do this, you know, with a nonprofit, then we can do this and make some money off of it as well. So that's basically how how I got started in real estate. And how did you make the transition from the nonprofit where you're buying affordable houses, getting grant money to help the homeless to a more profitable enterprise? Well, actually, what we did was one of the uh, programs that were in one of our houses um, actually re relocated to another to another state. So we had a property that was just sitting there vacant. So I said, well, you know what? I'm not into losing money. <laughs> so uh, we went in and rehabbed it and got it back up to snuff and everything like that. And um, then I became a landlord. And then from there, I said, well, if we can do it with this one, we can continue to buy other properties and uh, rehab them and turn them into quality rentals. How did you come across a school? 
<laughs> Actually, you know what? It was really weird, Joe. Me and um my brother and my wife, we were sitting down talking and we was looking at some different business ventures because he's the executive director of the nonprofit that we still run. And I'm the owner of Third Generation. So we still had two separate entities, but we were working in conjunction with each other. And he was like, well, you know what? I really want to get into the daycare business. And so happened, my wife, she is excellent with finding deals. And um, she kind of did some research and talked to uh, quite a few couple of school boards that she knew. And one had a uh, turn of the century school that they were getting ready to raise. And we put in a offer and they said, hey, sure, we will sell it to you. And it needed minimal work, Joe. You actively sought out a school that is incredible. I thought I, I, if I was a, well, I am a betting man. Um, I would, <laughs> I would have bet that you came across it through. You actually were seeking out schools to purchase. You know what? My wife is like when we sit down and talk, she grabbed hold of what we're talking about and she would go off and start running with it and she would bring back results. And like you as a betting man, I never figured she would find a school for us to purchase. But so happened, and it happened within like 30 days, she found the school and we were in escrow and closed and had the keys. What about zoning? Did you have to apply to get it zoned differently? And what all do you have to do to make it operational for a daycare? Well, the great thing about it is the school was was previously renting the um, facility out to a daycare. So it was it was a turn of the century school. So Let's don't want to give any misperception that it was this huge facility. The school was is about 4000 square feet, um, but it had all the amenities. Everything was zoned all really correctly per the um, assessors and things like that. So it was basically a turnkey sep- uh, operations, Joe. What if, what type of liabilities are taken into account whenever you have a daycare? Well, we definitely did a a huge risk assessment with our insurance rep and we went through everything. And since we were already in a nonprofit business working with troubled youth and um, kids like that, so we already had the foundation and the groundwork as far as our insurance carrier to let them know what we were looking at. So basically, we just added additional coverage to certain policies that we had in place and it wasn't it wasn't anything difficult to do. And you rented that out to a company that has a business that's daycare. It's it's not your daycare business, correct? Exactly. Exactly. No, I'm not in a daycare business. I don't love kids that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I not a lot of people know this, but I actually used to work at a daycare in high in college part time. And uh, I I was called Mr. Joe, and I always say I've taught over 100 preschoolers in my day. Um, And then I was a a male nanny, a manny. Whenever I moved up to New York City, that's what I would do on the weekends just to make more money to help me save up for my first investment. Wow. Hey, you know what? Everybody take different paths. And actually, it sounds like me and your path are kind of similar because I um, ran a successful after-school program for years before I really got back into investing. So, uh, yeah, I'm used to dealing with a lot of kids. (laughs) (laughs) So based on your experience buying schools and also wholesaling properties within the last year and owning your own properties and 
you know, just being being in the business since I think you said 1985. What is your best real estate investing advice ever? Uh, I would say never be scared to start, Joe. Um, that's one of the things that I had to face because, yeah, we started in 1985, but then, you know, during those high school years and college years, I went off to college, got a um, degree in business, and I was kind of working the corporate world, but I still had this, you know, tug in my heart for real estate. So I would say never be scared to start. And as far as the wholesale thing, uh, the best advice I could ever give is to always follow up with your sellers. No matter how dead you think a deal is, you know, always follow up. You know, don't be a pest, but, you know, task yourself maybe 45, you know, 60 days out and just always continue to follow up with the seller and just provide them with a market analysis, basically, of what's going on in the area. That way you provide some kind of, resource to them as well. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's about following up. And when you follow up, adding value, it's, I would say, and I'm just pulling numbers out of thin air, but I, I believe I'm, I'm right with this assumption that 75% of people don't follow up after they're initially told no. Um, and this is after I've had many conversations with wholesalers and also people in other uh, aspects of you know investing because the the same approach can be applied to raising money for deals. If an investor's like ah not not interested right now, let me you know I might be interested in the future. Some people might just think they're getting blown off, but they might actually be interested in the future. And then the second part of the twenty five percent you know who do follow up, I'd say. Only half, probably, if if even less than that, add value during the follow up. They're probably, from my experience at least, when people follow up with, they me, are seeking something versus giving something of value. And I uh, just had a conversation uh, earlier today, and I don't know when the episode's going to air. Um, it might be right before yours, Marcus, uh, okay. with the author of Go Giver, Bog Berg, and he talks hmm. about shifting the mentality from getting to giving and exactly. just the, the incredible approach to that. So how, let, let's talk tactics now. Um, we were okay. we were kind of up in the clouds with that stuff and now let's get very specific. So tactically speaking, how do you organize your business to uh, have the follow-up process in place and have the value uh, create the value that you need whenever you follow up with people? Well, my big thing, Joe, is always to provide some kind of service to the seller. Uh, I follow up one by using our CRM, which is Podio. So that's very outlined, very specific. You know, it triggers and give you tasks on when you should follow up and all of the property detail and the owner's information. So I would have all of that information up before I even give them a call. And then I would just read back through the notes and then find out some trigger. And usually the trigger, you know, someone may be trying to move quickly because they have a job transfer or they inherited a property. So I would just kind of drive home what we can do to help them out in that situation. So with the follow-up, I always touch back on the previous conversation and say, you know, hey, Miss Suley, 
Judy, um, I remember our last conversation, you were looking to move to Texas for, you know, A, B, and C. How's the transition going? You know, have you found a place in Texas? Is there anything that I can do to help streamline the process for you? And oh, by the way, this is what's going on in the Phoenix market. Um, that way, if your house is listed or if you're considering selling, these are some of the things that you need to be aware of when trying to sell your home. So I always make sure we provide some kind of value add, you know, to the seller. And where are you getting the value add component exactly? Is that just Internet research? Is that a report you subscribe to? Or is that just info that you come across? Well, I'm a member of the uh, local RIA here in the Phoenix market. So we have every second Monday, there is a meeting and they go through an in-depth market analysis of what's going on in the area and, you know, what's being projected for the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. So that information that I receive, you know, I just provide them with that information as well, because a lot of home sellers, you know, they're not in the business of real estate. You know, so they don't know, you know, they may hear what's going on, but to specifically outline and, and give them details of what's going on is definitely a value add. And I always let them know if I'm not the person that purchased your house or if you go and list the house, at least you have some, some information that you can go on. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. A quick word from our best ever sponsor. Best ever listeners, if you want to grow your business, you need an audio product. Contact 24sound at 24sound.com for a free consultation. And remember, you'll get 20% off your first product just by mentioning best ever. Best ever book you've read? Uh, I would say hands down the Bible. It uh, provides me motivation, direction, you know, it's it's some wonderful stories in there. And best ever listeners, I know you like audio, so you can go to freebesteverbook.com and get a free audio version of a book like that. Best ever personal growth experience and what you've learned from it. Not giving up. Uh, Went through my college years, you know, in the beginning, just went to school, played, played, you know, partied and things like that. And then when it was time for me to focus uh, it was a little too late, so I had to start over. So I would say never, never give up on your dream. Never give up on what you're trying to do. And if you have a passion for it, just pursue it. Just pursue it. Best ever success habit you practice? Uh, morning meditation. Uh, I'm always up at 5, 5.30 in the morning. Um, that's my time to just sit back and reflect on what I'm trying to get accomplished for the day, write out notes. And at the end of the day, I just reprocess and go through everything that I set up for the morning and see how much I got completed that evening. What time do you go to bed? I go to bed pretty early. I would say around 8.30, 9 o'clock, I'm kind of dozing off. <laughs> well, I, that's, anytime someone says they get up at 5 a.m., I always want to know what time they go to bed to see if they're some crazy person like Tony Robbins who gets like five hours of sleep or four hours of sleep or if they're a human being like the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to get my sleep. So um, yeah, I make sure I get my seven to eight hours of sleep. Best ever deal you've done? Uh, I would say recently was trying to help a young lady. She was moving back to the Midwest with her with her family and had her house on the market for a while. Couldn't sell it, couldn't sell it. And she called us and 10 days through the transaction, we had the house sold, closed in escrow and the funds was wired into her account. 
while she was on the highway driving back to the Midwest. So I think that was my best deal because we not only made some money, but we were definitely able to help her situation out because she was she was older and um, was just trying to make sure she got back to the Midwest before the weather got really bad. Best ever quote. Uh, it's a personal quote, Joe, of my own, and it's enjoying the journey. And the reason why I like that quote is because, you know, in real estate, there are a lot of ups and downs and it's easy to go from 100 to five real fast. And I just take enjoying the journey because I know it's a journey and there's going to be ups and downs. But as long as I have fun along this journey, it will be well rewarded. What's the biggest mistake you've made in real estate? Getting started, stopping and not getting back started fast enough. So I uh, lost quite a few years. Not to say that college was a bad thing, um, but just not continuing to invest during those college years. And Marcus, what's the best ever place to reach you? Um, at Twitter, at Yes, I Buy Houses Phoenix, uh, Google Plus, at Marcus Maloney, and um, Yes, I Buy Houses Phoenix.com. Best ever listeners, don't forget, I'm giving away a free ebook from Brandon Turner, his book titled Investing in Real Estate with No and Low Money Down. Just go to besteversurvey.com and I will do a drawing, seven winners over the month of December. Uh, you just got to fill out the survey between now and then, um, but do it now because life rewards action. So thank you so much, Marcus, for being on the show and uh, you know, your experiences, while it's diverse, it's focused too. And I, I can tell from how you approach your follow-ups that you're all about adding value and not transactions focused, but more relationship focused. And the more people I talk to who are having success in the industry, it's crystal clear that is one of the primary things that they focus on. So thank you so much for sharing your insight your advice with the best ever listeners, and we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And I appreciate the opportunity to speak to the best listeners ever. Hey, you, best ever listener. Do you want more? Then head to joefairless.com, where there are tons of free videos, templates, and content to help you get deals done. And if you want Joe to personally help you reach your goals, then go to the Work With Joe tab on joefairless.com and apply to, well, Work With Joe.